Welcome to My Arundel Biz Podcast, powered by Anne Arundel Economic Development Corporation. A podcast that celebrates the businesses and business owners throughout Anne Arundel County. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Arundel Biz Podcast. As I mean, listen, as you all have known for the past couple episodes, we've been celebrating not only our 30-year anniversary, but our 10-year anniversary of uh, managing and supporting the um, vault loan. Yep, that's right. And um, obviously, those are some big, specific things in 2023. But um, we've also got uh, always some national days, national months. And one of them that's very important to us um, is Hispanic Heritage Month, which is actually, um, it starts September 15th, so it goes to October 15th, so it covers half of both those months. Um, and with that in mind, I'm very pleased to introduce today's guest, Walter Vasquez. Um, among many businesses that Walter owns, he's uh, the proud owner of Sin Fronteras Restaurant, one of the best Mexican restaurants in the county. Um, he's the owner of Annapolis Latino Market, one of the newest Hispanic grocery markets or international markets in the county, and then also a bunch of barber shops. Um, so lots of businesses that Walter owns, so we're very happy to have him here. Um, Walter, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure having you. Uh, well, today I got to say that I was a beautiful surprise to meet Marcus. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Probably wasn't in the agenda, but it was beautiful. I am very thrilled. I'm excited to see a young man with autism and making it that big. Yep, I mean, definitely. It, it makes me and, and for those who don't know, we're talking about uh, Marcus from More Crunch, yep. uh, the owner from More Crunch. So please support Marcus him. and his mom. Yep, shout out to Marcus from More Crunch. Very, very beautiful, touching um, his, his story that he has. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think uh, we should support him. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, and, and matter of fact, I want to find another reason to get them back on because we, Marcus, we still got to have that wrestling conversation. So right. we'll, we'll talk about that later. Anyways. Um, so, uh, Walter, can you give us a little bit of a, of a history of your background and, and how it is you got started in, in, in your, your conglomerate of business empire, <laughs> business yeah. empire. We work a lot. Um, anyways, I was born and raised in El Salvador, a third world country during a civil war. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, we had a civil war between 1981 to 1992. Mm -hmm. okay. I left El Salvador in 1990, so I was born and raised right between El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. Right. So, which is a lot of uh, businesses, uh, uh, people there, mm -hmm. because of this change, uh, not only uh, with the currency, but also products. Some products are mm -hmm. more expensive on the other side, cheaper mm -hmm. on the other side. Mm -hmm. So, we learned those type of um, uh, skills to uh, buy and sell. Right. Um, so I have family in Miami, Miami Beach, and since the war was getting really out of proportion, so I left El Salvador, and I was only about 21 years old, almost 22 years old. Uh, I was going to college. I stopped and I moved to Miami, which was a new world for me. So the language, culture, um, politically, culturally, every single possible way. Mm -hmm. um, but I was thrilled to, you know, to discover a new, uh, new world. Which, at the end, now I notice Miami is not the United States of America, actually. It's more right. Latino than anywhere else. <laughs> right. But back then, for me, it was, um, it was a big change for a 21-year-old, um, pretty much uh, just having one aunt, two aunts, and uh, pretty much I was standing on my own. Right. But I noticed that, uh, I would say this, I don't care what they say with the issues that we have in our country, but this is the most beautiful country to live, yeah. still. 
Can we do yep. better? Sure, we can. Sure. But as it is right now, I think there is no country uh, better to live like this one. That's great yeah. to hear. And so what brought you to Anne Arundel County? Well, uh, in 2001, as you know, um, September 11 took place. I was uh, managing restaurants in Miami Beach. So South Beach was pretty much one of the best moments because Miami Beach was a little bit slip for till 1990. And then Versace and... Um, Mr. Kramer from Germany moved in. They injected so much money, and they changed the whole thing forever. Mm -hmm. So I, was, I had the privilege to work in some of the best restaurants down there and the uh, service industry. And then 19, uh, 2001 came across, mm -hmm. and things didn't get well. So, um, you know, from working full-time and having a beautiful life, sure. all of a sudden everything dropped because right. nobody was traveling. Miami is a to tourism destination. Yeah. That's right. So... I found, I have a friend of mine here in Annapolis. I came to visit. Meanwhile, I had applied for jobs everywhere. Mm -hmm. So Merrill Lynch, at the time, they called me from New York because mm -hmm. they needed somebody who spoke three languages, like I do, I speak Portuguese, uh, Spanish, and English, of course. Mm -hmm. And they wanted somebody to do all the negotiations, the mediations in Spanish between the unions mm -hmm. and the, uh, the management. Oh, wow. What I did, it was technically try to mediate before going to court. Mm -hmm. Try to minimize those chances. Right. And we, I, I, I was dealing with all the grievances, which is normally um, you know, some uh, friction between the management and the workers, the union workers. Mm -hmm. So I was just for three years, pretty much a very, very good job. I was happy what I did. All of a sudden, 2007, housing fiasco came across. Mm -hmm. yep. So all of a sudden, they said, Walter, by the way, here's your check. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. That was it. So we had seen this here, this area. My wife loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids, they were a little bit small. Mm -hmm. They loved it as well. So we, I had, pre, prior to that, bought a house here. Okay. So then we moved here, and I said, well, this is a beautiful land. Uh, we love it. It's, the ocean is right here. We had the bay here. Uh, it's a lot of history. Baltimore is here. Washington is around the corner. So I said, this is going to be our home for now. And that was 2007. Okay. Wow. So what is that? Today is 16? Yeah. 16 years. Yeah. So what was, so was Sin Fronteras the first No, the business, first one was that my wife uh, used to teach cosmetology in Miami. So we saw this area, very heavy populated by Latinos. Mm -hmm. And I saw this barbershop that was kind of not doing well, abandoned myself. By the way, you know what? Let's buy this one. Yeah. Let's start serving our people. And in about six months, we saw the change. Then we saw across the street, that was a restaurant that was not doing well. I said, well, you know what? we have to bring the Miami, Latino, Mexican style. And so it, Sin Fronteras means no borders. Mm -hmm. We mm. do it food-wise and human being-wise. I want people Absolutely. to understand that there are no borders. Yeah. And so as you, you've been to Sin Fronteras. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, one of those very unique places that you can find everything. Right. Like uh, we have dishes from Peru, Cuba, right. Puerto Rico, Central America, Mexico, right. Brazilian, uh, cocktails from everywhere. So it was pretty much, it was completely a hit once mm -hmm. we started. But today is one of the most recognized Latino places in the Anorandol, I would say. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Not because it's beautiful, it's just the fact it has something with the food and the music and the way we treat people. Right. Yeah. So that I don't like formalities. I don't like, hi, uh, sir, no, I like, hi, how are you? To make you feel at home. Right. Yeah. To get to know you, get right. to know who you are, what you like. And to be like a part of that family. For me, it's more important than having people that come 
once in a while we don't know who they are. To me, more important is to get to know the people become part of that. So, and then uh, we started growing from there. Right. And then, we, um, so we opened the first uh, barbershop, then we got the second one here in Glenburnie, which we employed about 12 people. Wow. We had one in uh, Edgewater. Um, I had a great barber, so I sold it to him. So he's doing well there. Uh, also, then we, not, we noticed that we needed a, um, a market. We opened a market, as mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And now 1927 West Street got hit by the item. Right. That was uh, September 1st, 2021. 21, yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to be two years. Yep. And then um, also we uh, also have a, uh, with my son-in-law, we also do construction. Wow. We have a um, company, we do patios, we do renovations. Okay. So at the end, and we also have multiple alliances with people when it comes down to businesses. Nice, it's beautiful, it's a lot of work, but what I like the most is that uh, we had the opportunity to get to know people, to have uh, employees, they started working with us, now they're independent, they opened mm-hmm. their own uh, barbershop, uh, a friend of mine just opened his own restaurant, used to work for me, wow. so we noticed that uh, one way or the other, we're impacting people right. to, mm-hmm. uh, to do their own thing, which is, I think, is great in, in business. So it's almost like, you know, with your business, you're not only having those workers invest into the business, but you're investing into your workers as well, mm-hmm. because the the... You know, and just hearing you talk, the thing that I'm I'm hearing is that um, a lot of the businesses that you've started, you actually are turning over to people who are working with you. Yes. And and a lot of people they they don't feel that way. Like they're kind of like ah, oh, I don't want to lose you know so and so as an employee. I don't want to give them the business. But but you you really are, and I, I think that that's that's amazing. Yes. That, also, we had a business here. We had a Zoom Fronteras here in Glenburnie. Oh, okay. So uh, we sold it to one of our employees. He sold it during the pandemic. He couldn't keep it. Right. But he was one of the best employees we ever had in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to start that. And I had the restaurant doing well. But he came. He approached me. I said, I want to be part of this. I said, like, you wanted to take it? You can take it over. He took it over. Unfortunately, during the pandemic, like anybody else got hit, he sold it. But um, at the end, he told me, you know, it's not that easy. And I told him, businesses are... They, they're very exciting. Mm-hmm. They are. But also it comes with a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Right. A um, lot of commitment, sacrifice. Like sometimes I work Sundays the whole day. Right. Normally people don't want to wow. do it. Sometimes holidays. Sometimes rise 3 o'clock, um, an alarm went off. Got to mm-hmm. get up, fix it. Yeah. There are many things that come to business. But at the end of the day, you see it's, it's a beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. Because you learn, you grow, you see people growing. Um, community, they see you growing as well. And you become part of that community. Right. Like Sin Fronteras is well known everywhere. My barbershop, the same thing now, the market. Right. With the tortillas, which is the only, right. the, I think we had the first uh, yeah, tortilla. So we'll flash up again uh, for listeners. They won't, they'll miss out on this, but um, I enjoyed stopping by Annapolis Latino Market. I think like the day that it opened after that tornado and uh, caught a really cool video of what a, a Pretty jaw-dropping tortilla maker. It's <laughs> making fresh-pressed tortilla. I think, and they gave me the numbers on it. I think it's like sixty a minute, or no, maybe the, even more than we that. We know, yeah, so, about thirty-five hundred per hour. Jeez, crazy! Well, it just spits yeah. them out. But um, speaking of the market, it's very beautiful. Um, and as you were saying, just like with your restaurant, you've got tons of different stuff there. Um, basically, whatever probably international, you know, food item you're looking for, produce, frozen stuff. 
Um, how did you kind of know the demand was there for it? Because a grocery store is a big thing to invest in, obviously. Right, it is. It's a lot of time consuming, um, a lot of little factors that go through it. Um, and all my business, believe it or not, the clients, the guests, mm -hmm. uh, the people who support our business, they are the ones who tell me what to do. Right. Because mm -hmm. I go along with that. They can mm -hmm. come in, you can come into the restaurant and say, by the way, uh, you know what, I've seen this somewhere. Mm -hmm. I go ahead and get it. Mm -hmm. You know what, it's too cold in here, so let's see how we fix it. Yeah. Uh, you know what, um, your staff, which never happened, but they say that your staff is not smiling. Let's get it fixed. Mm -hmm. So technically, I believe my clients, my customers, they are the ones who really tell me what to do. Right, right. They are the ones who uh, give you the, 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 the guide that you need. Because mm -hmm. it depends, like the tortilla is being the biggest hit mm -hmm. because it was needed. Right. But now they want the smallest one for tacos. They already, they, they, we're making them now for them. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I think in life in general, in politics, I would say the same thing. And anything you do, uh, the customers, the people that know you, they really want to support you, they want to see you grow, they will be honest with you. And you have to give them the answer they want. Right. Right. And, and that's, I think, as part of the, the success of... Uh, our companies uh, are based on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can come to Sin Fronteras. I remember a lady told me, look, Walter, I don't like this dressing, so I had to make a special dressing for her because she wanted it this way. <laughs> and that we have it there. When she can, wow. she can have it. <laughs> Man, wow. Man. So, and those little things uh, in, in, in businesses, because, you know, business and demand uh, competition. Right. Because you mm -hmm. have competition everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So in, in order for you to outbid when you're a small guy, we, you know, it's a small company. Right. So the little companies, in order to compete, you got to give that little different. Right. That little extra work, that little go to the little step that you need to do. Yeah. And that, that's what we do. I, I try to make it all the time. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Well, and I guess uh, you referred to it before. COVID obviously impacted all businesses, but I think... Barbershops, restaurants, and you know, um, high contact. That's yeah. Any of those places yeah. were were very affected. So that was obviously a very unexpected, huge challenge. Um, if you could share a little bit about well, and then also double whammy, I guess, at least for Annapolis Latino market, you had a huge tornado come out of right nowhere <laughs> and basically directly hit your business. So, um, what are how did you deal with those challenges? Well, um, the pandemic actually was very um, difficult for everybody. Mm -hmm. But um, when you have a small um, business, and it always we plan well, um, and I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, we pay our rent at the in, in same time, timely, perfectly. Wow. We never got behind. You can ask my landlords. Mm -hmm. We did that because I knew it's not going to take too long. I said, like, we got to survive this. And also my employees, nobody lost their jobs. Oh, so, wow. Wonderful. When I opened the market, that was the reason why we put some people that were working at the restaurant and the barbershop, they okay. needed some hours, we put them to work there. So they oh, could earn wow. some money. So technically, uh, now it's paying back right. because mm -hmm. all my employees are still there. A lot of people yeah. right now are, are really hurting that can get any uh, help. Right. 
and I still have the same faces. For years and years, I had the same barbers. Of course, some new ones come because, mm-hmm. you know, we're we growing. But the, the guys that started with us, they're still there, and the restaurant is same thing. Yeah. Uh, we had the, the chef is the same. The store, the five girls, they started with us. When yeah. the, the tornado happened, they're still there. So mm-hmm. um, was it hard? Yes, it was. Very difficult. But, you know, some people had it worse than us. Right. Some people were very, very, um, not only financially, but they were very, their lives. Some people, you know, unfortunately, they lost some um, right. loved ones. Um, some people lost everything they had. Some people, did, I mean, it was very difficult. We dealt with this differently. I, you know, I, I, I'm a very um, firm believer in God. I believe that uh, mm-hmm. it was going to, you know, one way or the other, mm-hmm. we'll make it through it. Um, and uh, also, we believe that, and, and this is my philosophy today, is I, I know this uh, pandemic brought a lot of bad things to us, but also made us be better people. Yes. For those. Made us be more united. Yes. Made mm-hmm. us be more helpful. Yeah. Uh, made, let us be more compassionate with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Because in a, in a heartbeat, we know this whole thing can go down. And right. it's beautiful. And, right. uh, and, and that is the good thing that we learned. Um, through the time, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, it's, it's, people were afraid. And I, I understood that. But we need to survive. Right. And at the end, we look back today and I say, well, you know what? We cope with that very well. Yeah. yeah. And now, awesome. and now with all those events behind us, what in business, how do you feel like you're going to grow? Like, what do you hope to grow uh, moving forward? Well, the idea is um, the same thing, is always believe that there are many, um, today a day with technology, which is great, uh, today a day with all, uh, you know, uh, all, all the social media. Mm. But, you know, I noticed in businesses, it's a right opportunity now to bring people back because now we're more lonely than before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people spend hours just looking at the screen, yes. right. doing right. nothing. And if yes. it's all they've been doing for three. almost three years of COVID, yes. it's kind of like yes. normal life to go now. Bad life. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what we want. Mm-hmm. And that's what we take advantage of that. So now we invite our restaurant. Now we have different cocktails. Now the music is louder. Now we make you feel better. Now it's, we, yeah. we, we treat you like you've know, always been, but now we try to, to see that there is more behind, and nothing against the social media, but there's more than that. Because mm-hmm. now today, they, the new, see, I grew up in a third world country where, you know, everything was face to face. Yes. Playing. Yep. Uh, you know, sports, music, uh, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, people sitting at, at the table eating dinner. Mm-hmm. Now today, that's different. Right. So now I believe slowly it's going back to normal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now people are, are more confident to go to places, go to, you know, to um, uh, shopping centers. Now to uh, to uh, exercise, right. so restaurants. Because uh, during the pandemic, that was I mean, we expected we never did it again. Mm-hmm. And now that that we took that in our advantage. Now we make sure that people feel more uh, at home than they did yeah. before. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Now, because because we know you're a very ambitious guy, um, what? businesses do you hope to open in the future? We are working um, very closely with the county, which uh, you might, you probably heard, we want to do is, we do collectively, I wanted to, the county to keep most of the bidding's and the buying that they do locally. Mm-hmm. I would like to see, that's very healthy for an economy. Right. Uh, if you have the money, for yeah. example, let's say, 
all the buying they do, or all, all the services they require, they hire local companies, right? For minorities, pro procurement, or, and whatnot, procurement. And what it does is that money doesn't go to, for example, Ohio, exactly. Where the companies, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it stays here. That means. The owner of the company will have a better life, mm. can buy a better house, will pay more taxes, yep. will mm. go to better restaurants. And the money circulates. It circulates, mm -hmm. what I call recycling the money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to present to the county and the city. Mm -hmm. How can we have all these companies, small businesses, because I believe in small businesses, probably because we have our small businesses, yep. but I believe those are more, uh, they have more attention, they pay more attention to the small details, we are more accountable because you see face-to-face -face who is dealing yeah. with versus having a, a multinational company probably it's based in Canada. We never see it. Right. And if something goes wrong, nobody really takes a it's responsibility for it. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. right. So that's the idea to see how, because I think the healthy thing can happen to this county or probably to all these counties in the state of Maryland is try to believe in what we have locally. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's a challenge because probably it's never done. Uh, maybe they, it's easy to get the whole package to a, a big company. Right. But how can we break it down to small pieces so everybody take that piece? Right. And mm. you know, and and that's the idea. So we work on that with different groups. Yeah. Uh, probably in about a year, we might sit down again and I'll let you know how. But I believe strongly that will be that will be the it will be the new thing in this area. Yeah. Mm. Well, and that's great to hear. And just yeah. a little shout out for. Yet another um, of our programs that we've been promoting this year is the Rundle Community Reinvestment Fund. Yes. And that's exactly why it exists. It's for revitalization in some older commercial districts in the county, and it's trying to incentivize pretty darn attractively, at least from, from our perspective, um, local business owners buying the, and then improving, um, or if they already own them, still improving those properties and, you know, basically increasing the economic activity at those areas and, as you said, keeping the dollars in, in the local economy. So Yeah, I believe, um, and, and, I mean, because I travel, and the state of Maryland, we are blessed. Mm. It's a very uh, stable economy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it has it all. It has all the four uh, seasons that we want to see. Yep. Um, it does, it's right in the middle, the beautiful geographical position. Yep. Um, all we need is to work on the small details. Right. Like keeping everything here. And not, it's nothing against anything out of here. Right. Out of this, but sure. we got to take our own people first. Mm -hmm. Make that possible. Business-wise, I think we have a lot of potential here. Because mm -hmm. a lot of companies, a uh, lot of construction taking place yep. because of the economy. I mean, Maryland is probably one of the richest states in the country per capita. Right. Mm. If right. it's not the number one. Right. Yeah. So how can we keep that? And that's, that's the challenge. I think the government should um, look into that as an, a very, very positive option. Mm -hmm. Keep everything, have those jobs, try to give it to the people who live here yep. uh, from any perspective. From right. businesses, buying, uh, services. Uh, employing local people, yep. I believe that, uh, that or uh, try to cons try to buy a local products. In the case of Marcus, right, support right. him, and yep. uh, we have you know, hundred Marcus. Yeah, probably will be better. Yep. Yes. And now we have our own, own economy doing better. Yep. Um, what are a few of your top tips for other, whether they're early stage business owners or hopeful to soon become? business owners, um, not only just anyone, but also, you know, 
from your perspective, any specific advice for Hispanic business folks out there? <laughs> uh, businesses, um, like I said at the beginning, are very fascinated. Yep. They're fascinated by business. They're very, very um, exciting. You know, they have mm-hmm. ups and downs. One mm-hmm. day you feel like you got to walk out from the joint, and next <laughs> yep. one you think it's great. Yep. Uh, well, I always, when I do some little speeches with kids in uh, school, um, you know, one thing that you always talk about is just keep in mind the passion will take you anywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. If you're a soccer player, if you are yep. uh, a, a singer, mm-hmm. whatever you do in life and you take passion, that is what will take you wherever you want to go. Yeah. Business is the same way. Mm-hmm. I enjoy opening companies. Mm-hmm. I enjoy selling stuff. I enjoy seeing people to enjoy what I do. Basically providing so, what people need, right? Exactly. It's, it's so very simple, what I suggest them to do is look for the government. Because I think the government right now is more open. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one thing that I always say that uh, the Anna Randall has done really well now with minorities, that including people that we guided on. We have mm-hmm. Sergio Polanco, for example. The right. guy is doing Shout his, out to Sergio. So he's doing very good with um, some meetings yep. for some topics, like how to open a new business, yep. how to run your business, where to mingle with uh, your uh, colleagues. Right. Now it's going to be how the, one of the, the meetings that we're going to have, actually it's going to be a scene from Terrace, is how can you do business with the county, mm-hmm. the state, and federal. Yep. So, yep. and... So the idea for them is try to get as much information about the business you want to get into. Mm-hmm. Remember that business are very difficult. They're like children, like kids. Mm-hmm. They're when they're small, you gotta have, be patient. You know that you gotta pretty much guide them around. But eventually, when they stand on their own, then yeah. you move on to the next kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I look at it. So I would suggest is get close to see what product or what you want to do, sell or buy, mm-hmm. or what you're reselling, and you gotta get to know. Everything about the product mm-hmm. or everything about the service that you're providing. Right. That's the number one. Because if you're very good at what you do, like those, those uh, pretzels that, that yep. Marcus has, mm-hmm. yep. he can sell it anywhere he was. Right. Because the product is fresh, it's unique, it's not too salty. Yeah. Right. I have very good iron. It's not too big, yep. right. so it's not too filling. Right. 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 But still, you want to have more. Yeah. Yes. So you got to have the balance. Yeah. Same thing I would suggest anybody in business. That balance you got to have. You got to have a restaurant. You got to be have, have a very decent menu, but the food cannot be too expensive, not too low. You got to have the balance, and that only the experience doing it gives it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would suggest anybody. Now, the government, I love the fact that uh, uh, Mr. Pittman, Gavin, and I hope uh, Mr. Moore yep. get involved with this. Right. Get, and give the first priority to those people who live locally and mm-hmm. see open the, the, the opportunities, which is a lot of opportunities here. Right. If we just open it and we guide people and we teach them and we provide with the right sources. Right. We're fine. That's all we need. Yeah. But I think uh, the state of Maryland is going the right way. For me. Yeah. I, um, as our social media and, you know, news sharing guy behind the scenes, um, I know about a month ago, what Governor Moore announced the state procurement um, increasing 15% and that being targeted at small and minority owned businesses. So I think it's certainly on the, on the agenda, which is great to Great to know. So, so in, in for for one of our last questions, yep. um, I just wanted to know, with Anne Arundel County being your home, what made you want to start your business here? 
Like, what, what was what's your favorite thing about um, not only living but having business here? And getting your wife on board, obviously, <laughs> which was a big part um, of it. You know what? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, We've we seen the growing of the Latino community. We've seen from pretty much nobody. I remember in 2000, when I first came here to uh, visit some friends, the Anuranda had not even 2% of Latinos in the population. Wow. The Two, two or three percent. Don't quote me that, but somewhere around there. Wow. Annapolis had six percent, six to seven. Yeah. That's 2000, 23 uh -huh. years ago. Today, they, Annapolis has 21 percent, which is wow. one out of five people. Mm -hmm. It's Latino. Right. And the Anuranda, 16 percent. Almost Jeez. no, uh, yeah, 15, yeah. 16 percent. Yeah. So we saw that. We saw it from that small group mm -hmm. getting adjusted to the system. Mm -hmm. getting to work, getting to learn the language, to see the first generations of Latin Americans here. Mm -hmm. That yeah. now they're going to college. That now they're on the little yeah. businesses. That right. now they have the opportunity to become doctors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, opening and giving the opportunity to have the products back home, to give them the haircut that they want, for me it's been exciting. It's a beautiful, a beautiful journey. My wife and I, we love it yeah. uh, because it's, we see it. Yeah. See, I was comparing this to Miami. Miami in the 60s and the 70s. It was like a just, you know, place to go to have a good time, mm -hmm. uh, retire people. Right. Um, you know, during the summer, uh, it was empty. During the winter, the snow birds used to go down there. Today, it's a beautiful city. It's a completely, um, you know, with a lot of different cultures, ethnic groups, religious groups, beautiful restaurants, hotels. You have it all. Yeah. But it wasn't like that 40 years ago. Right. Today, they, and I would love to see us at the state of Maryland well, well diversified mm -hmm. mm -hmm. in any possible way, not only ethnically, but politically, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, socially, yeah. uh, economically, everything. Yeah. And that's the idea. That's what is really good about business. You get to know everyone. Right. I mean, I've seen people in my restaurant with beautiful, a lot of, lot of um, businesses. Yeah. I've seen people starting the businesses. Growing, I seen people they just got to the country. Right. I have people that just live in the city, and that's what is very exciting about the businesses that that type of uh, getting to know everyone in the community. And on the topic of all those businesses, um, what are some of your favorite businesses to visit in yes. Anaconda? Yeah, some of yours. <laughs> I go everywhere. I try to support everywhere, but I do, and hopefully, big company don't take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> I do not support huge companies. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it, to me, I don't say I don't, I prefer sure. to support, like Big Nano 9. Yeah. Uh, I go to, uh, go to um, a friend of mine just opened uh, Savo Latino. I go to friends of mine, they, they, if they want to, I want to paint my house, I get a lo small local business to do sure. painters. Right. Same thing when I do small constructions. But restaurants, I do, like I said, Big Nano 9 for me yep, is very good. Yeah, they're a great one. Uh, you've been there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I go to uh, also, Places like uh, Caliente, friend yep. of mine. Mm -hmm. um, those places that, that are small owned, that I get to know the owners, that we always you know, share stories and see what's going on. Yep. Um, and those are the ones that I support. Yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Um, and I guess just finishing up, if you could tell everyone where to find, I guess, the websites and social or any social media for Sin Fronteras and Annapolis Latino Market, and then also if you can look up the if you can find the barbershops online. Yeah, we uh, well, you can find the barbershops are well known, but uh, those are uh, Isaula's Beauty Salon. Um, you know, uh, we do have the Latino Market. Yep, uh, it's, Latino, it's called 
Annapolis International Market.com. You can easily find yeah. it. And Simfronteras.com. Uh, you easily find it. Uh, hopefully, you come to see us uh, to try something different. Yeah, well, cheating with the last question then, if you could tell people that have never been to Sin Fronteras to try one thing, and if you could tell people that have never been to Annapolis Latino Market to buy one thing, what would. If Those you go to Sin Fronteras, there is a dish called chile and nogada. It's like a chile relleno, but it's this type of pepper that is, uh, we put it in the oven for about 30 seconds, then we peel it, we cut it open. We add this homemade uh, Cuban-style ground beef mm. with raisins. We stuff it with that, and we made this very unique sauce made of a walnut, white chocolate, a little bit of tequila oh, wow. reduction, Ooh. pomegranate. Wow. Um, it has uh, okay. vanilla. Fancy. And then we reduce it. Put it in that. The sauce is made every day because it has a little bit of dairy. Wow. So it has to be fresh. Sure. That would be the one that I would suggest you to have. You go to the market, you got to have the tortillas and the yep. chicharron, the fried pork. It's yep. made every two hours. And, oh, wow. And that's it. You know, and I don't that's think you were making that when I was last there. So that's, no, I just okay. started because we'll have you have to, go back. to get the setup. You got to marinate. See, for me, business is consistency. It's the number one. Yeah. Service, price, consistency, cleanness. That's Man. the first thing they always recommend in any business you, that, that I do. Yeah. Well, Grayson and I, since it's a little past lunchtime as we're recording this, we will be stopping at Annapolis Latino Market on the way back to (laughs) the office. Okay. uh, Trying some of those corn tortillas and chicharron. Um, Mm. And Mm. we recommend that to everybody else out there, too, whenever you're watching this. And I'm always around Um, there, too. Yeah, and keep your eye out for Walter all over the county. um, (laughs) During Hispanic Heritage Month and at all other times. We could have had the reopening. (laughs) Uh, the re- reopening <laughs> of the market should be on the, I think it's the 10th. Of September? Of September. Oh, okay. So, Perfect. Okay. So well, we it's will... a Saturday. It's okay. going to be there. It's going to be music. It's going to be food. It's going to be a food truck. Awesome. Uh, everybody's invited. So we wanted to technically celebrate that opportunity that God gave us to reopen a place yeah. that it was very good at the beginning. Right. And now it's becoming better. Awesome. One small thing I want to say, I want to thank uh, to you guys. Very nice. Oh, I also want to say the county has these people that are working hard, people like Sergio Polanco, uh, Laura Gutierrez, Adriana Lee, yep. people like you. We got Luis Diaz. Luis Colorado Diaz, I love him. Yes. Yeah, he's very, yep. So those are the people that I want to thank him very much because they are the ones who are really helping to this uh, community to start uh, going the right direction. Yeah. So, Hopefully, we can have him there for years. Yeah, I appreciate that. And since we're giving shout-outs, he's been with us. He works with Maryland SBDC, but is also a member of our team. Uh, Nestor Gavidia. Gavidia, Because to your point, we now have two bilingual business counselors because, as you said, we know the need is there, and um, the Hispanic business community is growing and growing and growing. So we're all for it. We help. Um, uh, we, we really, I mean, honestly, and my wife and I, we always talk that one thing about the state of Maryland and this county, they're embracing now people. Right. Yeah. And believe me, for us, it was kind of hard for me when I left Miami to say I was going to have another home. Yeah. But this is our home now. And Miami just got to visit. But now this is our home. And now we're here to help as much as we can. That's awesome Absolutely. to hear. Yeah. Well, we couldn't come up with a better closing than that. <laughs> so just to remind everyone out there, you can watch this podcast and any of our past or future podcasts on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, please follow us on all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay up to date on 
business and economic development events and opportunities in Anne Arundel County and beyond. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.